0: The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church, let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. God bless you, brothers and sisters. I'm very excited to share with you this message today. But before we begin, I just want to give you guys a quick reminder. We celebrated Passover the other week. Yes? So that means... That the Feast of the Harvest and the Day of Pentecost is another 50 days following that. So we need to prepare our hearts, we need to prepare our minds, and prepare our spirits to receive what God has for us during the Feast of Harvest. It also means during the Feast of Harvest that we need to be willing to give our first fruits to God. But you see, during this feast, that's when God poured out his Holy Spirit on the disciples who were in the upper room so it's a very significant time and i just want to remind you guys that we're in that 50-day window right now so let's keep focused on god and let's keep focused on the task he's given us a hand so what we're going to be talking about today is how we need to take a hold of the things that god has given us this is something that pastor chris said last Wednesday. She said that our faith has to be a force. Faith isn't something that's passive. Faith isn't something that's idly by. Our faith needs to be a force in the spiritual realm. It needs to have presence, which means that when we're believing for God to do something, when we're praying about something, our faith needs to move the mountains. Our faith needs to move To slay the principalities, it needs to uproot the plans of the devil, the plans of the enemy, and it needs to have an impact around its surrounding area. And so that means that the things that we're believing God about, we need to take a hold of them, and it's not just enough to stand and believe on those things. No, we need to take a hold of it, and we need to decree, we need to proclaim, we need to believe God, and we need to act according to our faith. So our faith needs to be a presence. And we're actually going to be sharing a sermon that Pastor Chris shared with us about using the words that God has given you, the words that God has spoken over your life, using those things as a weapon to combat the enemy. As in taking those words that God has given you those words from the Lord, even the words in the scripture, and using them to fight spiritual warfare. So without further ado, here is Pastor Chris.
1: Just keep in mind so that it will inspire you and compel you when you do spiritual warfare, because the battle starts in the minds of people, that we are created in the image of God, that when we speak words, we call those things as though they were. That's what prophecy is all about. So it's really important for us to really drop everything that we know about the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to take us to the next level of intimate relationship because you and I have to really live and think and walk to the reality that we belong to the household of God. We don't have to earn anything, right? And you need to renounce, it doesn't matter, you need to renounce everything that you have with man's preconceived ideas on who God is. Because uh, we're putting an image of who God is and the nature of God in our mind, and we start talking about it. And if we continue to do that, we tend to forget that God was not created. It doesn't belong into our own image or perception of Him. We are created in his own image. It's the other way around. And God is not created after man's own thinking or own image. Because without God, we still belong to the Babylonian system. We're not born again. And that's why mankind have a wrong perceptions of God. It's either God is cruel. It's either God is not involved anymore. And I could even hear... Some people saying that the power of Satan is equal as the power of God. I mean, that is blasphemy. The stupid spirit came upon them. So in addition to their ignoramus, what are they going to do? But it is important in our days and in our minds now that we need to remind ourselves. That's why God kept on reminding us over and over again through the Holy Spirit that we really need to remember and rehearse all the prophecies that were given to us, that were released for the church, for the nations, and and for us especially, right? Because it is important. The book of Ephesians said that our warfare is not about flesh and blood. Right? It's about the spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. And at the same time, he said that, you know what? Your weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty in pulling down what? It's strongholds of the enemy. And we need to pull those things down because every time the destiny of God that is upon you is not what you think. It's not really what you think it's going to be because you have not conceived the plan of God upon your life when it concerning this or concerning that aspects of life. Even if you're doing everything that you have in your power, applying the word of God, right? And the personal prophecy will come to you in a way that, hey, you're doing what is right. You believe God, but this is the way you walk in it. It is prophetic words that point to the system of God, to God's ways of doing things, to the narrowest straight road. It always points to Jesus Christ. It is not about your glory. It's not about your fame. It's not about your reputation. It's about the reputation of God. So, when we receive prophecy, we need to understand that when prophecy is released upon you, it is not just for you to stand and believe. Stand on the word and believe. Please understand me. Look at me. You need to use that word, the knowledge about God and who you are in Christ Jesus, as a part of your engaging in warfare. It is part of your weapon because, you know, God will tell you something and you know the facts are so different, right? The facts, what you see, what you hear, what you're feeling, and what you know, what happened and didn't happen, they're exactly the opposite of what the dust the Lord says, right? So it is important for us the knowledge of who you are and what God is giving you. And instructing you for 2016 and beyond and about your life, you use that as spiritual warfare starting with the battle of your own mind, right? Because it is so totally different. Well, God has put this desire in my heart, so therefore He's planning on manifesting it. That is true. But you need the personal prophecy, you need the dasay of the Lord, the word of God, to direct you and said, no, 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 no. That's the world's ways of doing things. That is not the way. This is the way. And you have to walk ye in it. And that's why it is important for the prophetic words to manifest right now. Are you getting this? I've been engaging in spiritual warfare with our nation with this knowledge the things that you see in the news, the things that you're seeing as far as the facts are concerned, it doesn't really agree to the fact that God is going to bring political revival in this country and righteousness will be upon this country, right? But what you see, what you hear, what is happening, what is being said, what is being told in the news, they're entirely opposite of what we're receiving. So it is important for us to Get the word of God. There will be political revival in this country. And that is warfare. You call those things as though they were. And God already released prophetic words. Now it's time for us to engage in warfare. You pray in the spirit and said, oh no, Lord, your word is mighty. In pulling down strongholds, that is our weapon. You said political revival is in this country, and this country is going to turn around. This country is going to turn around for the glory of your name. And said, I come in agreement with you, and then you pray. You pray not, oh, let's fast and pray. Let's repent. Don't be and I said, stop it. How many times have you repented already, and you did not repent? Those are mere words, but this is action that it has to come from our spirit and release. And said, we are not going to receive anything except the will of the Father upon this nation. Are you getting this? And then you start, you invest time in praying instead of moaning and groaning and saying negative words about the candidates of what's going on then you're still in the world system. You're still picking and eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil instead of the tree of life. So in this thing, our warfare, they are not carnal. So you release and said, no, political revival is coming into this country in the name of Jesus. Lord, our prayer, the prayer of your people, we are at the helm. They may be in power. They may be in authority, but in the name of Jesus, our authority is in heaven and here on earth. And that can unleash the legions of angels, the angelic host to fight on our behalf. And it is the anointing. It is our declaration. It is our resolve and our fight to release those words so that God has said, okay, there are unpossession. I can manifest it now. Are you getting this? Instead of just waiting, well, I wish uh, I'm going to receive a word, a prophetic words from Pastor Chris today, so that it will confirm what you already know. It already confirmed what you already know. Let's get to the next level. Let's fight. Let's fight with our personal prophecies let's fight for this country with the prophecy towards united states of america and let us remind god and let us thank god that people from all over the world are fighting also and praying for united states of america to take its leadership and don't even say that oh we have come to the point of no return that america have lost its soul i haven't have you Freedom Fellowship Church is alive and well and still in authority. Are you getting this? So prophecies are from above. They are from God who is in heaven. And the Holy Spirit gives the utterance as he heard and seen it in the heavenly realms. Keep that in mind. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us this day. John fourteen twenty six. but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John sixteen thirteen. but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. God is everywhere. The Holy Spirit is God. He is not your servant. He is God. So he hears from where? He is here on the earth as a deposit from God the Father and God the Son. But he is everywhere. He is also in heaven. So he hears the conversation between God the Father and God the Son. So he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. And then you have to remind yourself in Ephesians two six. God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Right? Okay. And then Second Peter chapter 1 verses 19 through 21. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain. And you will do well to pay attention to it. We need to pay attention to what is being prophesied, not just in your personal prophecy. Prophecy to the nation, prophecy to the church. What is a prophecy to the church? Transfer of wealth, influence and affluence will manifest when the political revival manifests. It is as important for you to pray. And to receive the transfer of wealth and to prepare for it, it is as important to continue to release the words of proclamation and decree in the name of Jesus that our country will experience a political revival. That this country will turn around towards righteousness. It is as important as your personal prophecy. Okay? Because whatever happened to the nation or to the church, it will affect you personally. Okay, And we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. Keep that in mind. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And why is it important for us to pay attention and to follow the prophecy to the church? It is more important to us than our own personal prophecy. Ephesians 3.10 His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities, in the heavenly realms. Heavenly realms. What is Ephesians 1, three said? God gave us all the riches in what? Heavenly realms. So the manifold wisdom of God. If we allow the Holy Spirit. To guide us into all things. And it's as important for us. For the church to follow the instruction. Then the manifold Wisdom of God, many fold wisdom of God, not just the wisdom of God. It comes in layers that it will be what? Manifest through the church. That's the function of the church. Not releasing judgment, not looking for faults of its other. You don't have to look any further if you're trying to find faults. Look at yourself in the mirror. So we don't have to be content with that. But instead, we bring forth and partake from the fruit of the tree of life, which is the word of God, Christ Jesus, which is the church. The church is the fruit of the tree of life, right? Because when Jesus is as cursed as every man that hung on a tree, am I correct? Jesus hang himself in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, That's why he said, when we look at the cross, it is not just for our sin. It means to say that Jesus hang himself on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so that we will have life and have it abundantly. He made a spectacle. If they have known, they will not have crucified our Lord Jesus Christ. But they thought that they have won because they hang him from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And here he is. The manifold wisdom of God was hidden from them. But for us, every time we study, every time we meditate on what Jesus did on the cross, we get to know more of him and about him. And we get to love him more. Our trust and our confidence is in him. And then we get to know ourselves. We walk in confidence that, oh no, I may have ate as my snack. The fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and I have a stomach upset afterwards. But you know what? This is the temple of the Holy Spirit that has been destroyed thousands of years ago. So I'm not subject to it. So you need to fight and engage in spiritual warfare in the knowledge of the Thus saith the Lord. That's your tree of life and you're dealing with, you're looking at all the evidence that is contrary to what God is telling you, your sword is the word of God, right? That's your weapon. So you need to sort of like, no, I'm not moved by the facts. I'm moved by the truth. And Jesus is the truth, right? We are in a warfare. It is not just me. You have to engage. You have to engage for your own good. And for the glory of God, you have to engage, to protect, and at the same time, occupy your inheritance, your territory, your promised land. Are you getting this? Remember numerous times, I think, since 2004, when the Lord had me teach this about the spirit of Joshua and the spirit of Caleb. And I'm getting into this. The Holy Spirit asked me this question, you know, a teacher, you have to pass the test. Why did Joshua chosen to succeed Moses instead of Caleb? And that is a valid question. But I told the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, I have never thought about that. So I went back and researched it. And just as a shortcut, it is good to have a spirit of Caleb. Because whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstances is, he said like, oh, no, it is God who gave us the promised land. Who cares about the giant, right? Right i'll have them for breakfast right who cares about that i'm focused on the big grapes and the land flowing with milk and honey and he never deviated from that right same thing with joshua but joshua never talked about the inheritance in the promised land like caleb he was busy attaching himself to moses so that when god appeared to moses he's going to be there Are you getting this? He's going to be there. And at the same time, he served Moses. So it says in the scripture that when God spoke to Moses face to face, and one time the Lord spoke to him, and then he was commanded to go and tell the people what God has instructed Moses to say or to deliver. It says in the scripture, Joshua, the son of Nun, stayed. Why? It is important for us to have the spirit of Caleb. I'm not knocking him down. But it is more important to hold on to the promise of God and to walk in following your instruction unafraid and at the same time following and desiring intimacy and the presence of God in your life. That's the difference.
0: So Joshua was chosen to succeed Moses because he sought after the presence of the Lord. I want to share with you the passage from which Pastor Chris was quoting. You can find this story in Exodus chapter 33, starting with verse 7. It says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the Tent of Meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses as he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come and stay at the entrance, while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. So, why did he do this? As Pastor Chris said, it's because he was so infatuated, so possessed by the presence of the Lord that he didn't want to leave. And Moses, he had to leave since he had to share the words that the Lord has spoken to the people of Israel. But Joshua didn't have to go. So when Moses left, Joshua, instead of following Moses, decided to linger in the presence of the Lord. And so from this message, we need to retain two things. One, it's that we have to use the words from the Bible, the word of God and the words spoken prophetically over us that the Lord has told us, as a weapon to enact spiritual warfare. This includes our personal lives. This includes what the Lord has spoken over this nation, what the Lord has spoken over the church. We need to use those words as a weapon to wage war. And the other thing that we need to understand, that while it's good to have a spirit of Caleb, since Caleb knew the promises of the Lord, took a hold of them, and was not phased. By any of the obstacles, right? So that is good. It's good to have a spirit of Caleb, but it's even better to have a spirit of Joshua to where you're not even focused so much on what the Lord has promised the church, promised this nation, promised you personally. You're focused on the presence of the Lord above all else, pleasing God above all else. That is the Joshua spirit. To seek God's presence more than anything else. Well, we're about out of time for today. Before we go, I just want to remind you that we are in that 50 day period leading up to the Feast of the Harvest, the day of Pentecost. So keep that in mind. Continue to praise God that He is moving in the earth today. Also, Be sure to check out our website at www.sogmi.org. Again, that's www.sogmi.org. You'll be able to listen to this podcast this upcoming Monday, and you'll also be able to listen to previous broadcasts. So you can get caught up. You can download them to your phone, to your computer, listen to them on the go. So go to our website, check that out. And also feel free to give us a call Let us know how this broadcast, how this radio broadcast is affecting you, whether you were touched by it. So call us. Give us a call at 210-695-1630. Again, that's 210-695-1630. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you.